Welcome to the Cracker Can Talk Show. It's good to be back. I just want to give a quick shout out to Andrew and Kristen who have held down the interviews for the last couple of weeks. They've both smashed it, so make sure to go into the channel and check out the interviews they've been doing. We're joined by Duncan Kills today, who is a documentary filmmaker, a BAFTA winner, and I guess a mobile game developer. We'll kind of get into that, I guess, in a wee bit. <laughs> but thanks oh, well, so much for coming on, Duncan. <laughs> uh, thanks very much, Hi. Yeah, nice to, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. That's um, all right. Like, how have yeah. you been doing? I've been doing all right. I've been doing all right. I was just explaining to you there before we started about my wasp situation coming in. That's all I can think about now, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just um, on your head. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Just the yeah, diverting wasps. It's been a constant problem this year. I don't want to go on about it too long, but no, dive into it, mate. <laughs> I, I often hear them buzzing outside the window more than I normally would, and I just I wonder if there's. I mean, there must be a nest close looking but yeah That's apart okay. from that i'm good I, i'm good i've got my can i've got my can oh, i was gonna say the can. first question on this show yeah. is always what you're drinking so what's on the menu big man what are you having well <laughs> don't don't judge me too much um, all right here we go it's just a slimline tonic Oft. okay <laughs> on it on its own yeah i know um it's just that's all it was in the i mean there's no there is no pressure to drink alcohol. Our last guest on this also drank, I think, with a can of Red Bull. So you're all right. <laughs> there is Red no Bull, pressure. I mean, Red, Red Bull's almost more wild than alcohol. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, there we go. Cheers, the, um, cheers it's, it's a tiny can. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a quote from you, actually, from your new show that I'm now going to throw at you straight away for not drinking. You did say right. you don't sesh for tomorrow. You sesh for right now. Which are words I kind of want to live by, to be honest. That's right. It's it's not about tomorrow. It's about it's about the exact moment you're in. In <laughs> which case, I should probably have alcohol, but um, <laughs> I don't. I'm more worried about the moment. I'm like it's it sort of feels like you know three thirty in the afternoon. It's it's like yeah. you could you could do it and you could end the day there. Because I feel like once I start, it's it's like there's no point. That's in stopping. kind. It's kind of it. I can't go back. To do work, yeah. I can sort of concentrate <laughs> on anything afterwards. So it's it's quite like a commitment. Um, yeah, but yeah, I've I've got a sort of um, I'm doing I'm doing some I'm mentoring like a, a filmmaker. So All right, okay. Well, do a, I have to sort of help filmmaker later you on? You do quite a lot film. of stuff like that, don't you? Do you do like kind of like workshops and stuff? I do workshops and things as well. Yeah, I'm do, I've been doing a day of planning for a workshop I'm doing this weekend in uh, wow, okay. Cumbernauld. Oh, um, brilliant. So it's kind of first in person like... one that's mm. pretty, like I've done a few remote ones recently yeah. for obvious reasons, but it's the first kind of in person uh, bit of workshop teaching that I've done in ages. So quite looking really? forward to that. Is it something you enjoy doing, like kind of helping like new filmmakers and people can like yeah, aspire <laughs> to do what you do? Aye, because I feel like to be honest, we all learn as much as they do, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is maybe I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, yeah. <laughs> It sort of reminds you of, like, you because I've got like various workshops that I sort of adapt for different yeah. um, organizations or, or people yeah. that I'm doing it for. And so, and I'm going through my notes and stuff like today, and I, I kind of get re excited about the films and the clips of things that mm. I'm going to show. So, I don't just show my work, I'll show clips of like other filmmakers and things right, okay. um, to sort of show different styles and um, methods of like making documentaries. And uh, Often it's films I've not watched in ages, and I'm like watching little clips. I'm like, oh yeah, it's quality. It's like, oh yeah, I love that film. You know, it's it's like you start learning and getting excited about things again, yeah. which 
do you like um, pick up on things that maybe you didn't notice like the last time you watched it or like the first time you viewed it and stuff i definitely i it's um yeah and your opinion changes on stuff as well you're like things that you maybe thought were quite good a few years ago uh or the last time you did the workshop or whatever you're doing it again mm -hmm. you're like actually i don't know if that film is as good as yeah. it was. <laughs> suddenly if I you show it to a room of like blank faces i'm like oh maybe it's not as yeah, as I thought it was. Oh, there's nothing worse than doing that man like um we're all kind of music based yeah. on this show like you write a mm. song you think it sounds amazing then you let someone hear it and like oh that actually kind of sucks like uh, <laughs> it's only when you see someone else's reaction you can really get a gauge for like what you're doing that's it that's i mean that's that's the case with like all, when you make a film and stuff yeah you're like yeah. you don't really know like you can be stuck in the edit suite for ages yeah making what you hope is all right and then you'll send it to people obviously for feedback and it can be quite devastating sometimes i was gonna say even when it's the finished thing and you put it out into the world you've no idea how people are going to react and yeah. it can go either way <laughs> yeah like is that something you've kind of worried with before because obviously a lot of the stuff you do you kind of do on your own like i know with mm -hmm. uh, scary adult things you did work to a studio something but when you're doing like your own kind of stuff like you are alone for a lot of what you do like does that like worry start to set in quite early on that maybe this was a waste of time or it's not kind of going to plan the way you thought it would in your head? Continually on. That's like the <laughs> overarching thought of like my yeah. entire career. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> uh, maybe this isn't actually working. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah. Some, I mean, some films haven't worked and that's normally quite a good learning experience, but it can be quite disheartening in the moment. Um, yeah, of course and you can spend months or a year on something that sort of ends up rubbish and you just think well as long as you've learned something so the next film isn't as bad then you yeah. kind of can pass it off as like oh it's still useful but um yeah I can't, I've, I've, quite a lot of stuff i've done like i've actually turned things in my life that have maybe failed uh failed ventures almost into films as well so like the film okay. i made um made a film called Taking Stock mm -hmm. back in 2017 and it was kind of based off my failed attempts at making stock footage and selling it right, online, okay. <laughs> which I genuinely tried to do for a bit of extra cash and just wasn't selling any of the clips. So yeah. then made a film with all the clips talking about how it failed. That's a great idea. And then that ended up being like, you know, I got funding and ended up on TV, like on Channel 4 and stuff. And it was like, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. So it's like, at least I've turned that failure, which... <laughs> It was a bit embarrassing at the time because <laughs> I told yeah, all my mates like I was like yeah. oh, I've, I've cracked the secret of like <laughs> yeah you know, of making money passive income yeah and then uh, it didn't work out but the but the short film did all right so um so yeah I've done like things like that it's yeah, hard to know a few, though, like, a few field things yeah. yeah it's hard to know what's gonna like do well because you could spend like that you're saying months and a lot of time and effort on something for it ultimately not to work but then you could yeah. film your mum talking about a lamp and you're sending almost a million <laughs> views on it so yeah exactly <laughs> i think people yeah that was another like accident that came accident that came out of like a, a different project that wasn't yeah. particularly good and then that little clip ended up being way more um, it's like massive success like it was yeah it was, was like it on the first youtube and stuff like it was it properly it was, blew it was on the front page of YouTube and front page of like Reddit and front page yeah. of MSN.com back when that was. <laughs> oh, really? um, Getting that shared was, that on like the, people's MySpaces and that. 
that was the place to be really front page of msn.com and oh for sure at the big time that was the the pinnacle at the point (laughs) (laughs) aye but yeah that's it I mean one thing that's quite you know I mean failure is quite a universal thing like we all fail continually I think so constantly what I discovered probably quite early on was that people enjoy watching me fail at stuff like and, <laughs> and so if i'm just honest about it it doesn't mean i'm not like also competent at making films like i can still make films and like you know, teach workshops and stuff mm-hmm. but i think yeah. something i'm always big on is like just be honest and like if stuff doesn't work just incorporate that into the story and talk yeah, about that sure. in the film and, and audiences seem to engage with that quite a lot so yeah well i think that's like quite a big theme uh for your new show like I don't want to say it's all about like insecurity, but it's a kind of it somewhat is like it's definitely a running theme for the six episodes. Um yeah. like I'm twenty five, so I'm like the perfect age for that documentary to come out. <laughs> so I'm sitting yeah. watching this, it's like it's like he's still in my life here, like what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was I something mean, I wanted good. to ask you. Like, did when making this and speaking to all these people, did it help your own insecurities? Yeah, I think so. Like the sort of whole thing was motivated by that like different insecurities so like living at home and hmm. uh, not having a pension like various things that I sort of feel like I shouldn't still be doing or should have sorted out and other people yeah. normally look like they've got sorted out or you assume people have their, th- yeah. their, their sort of stuff all together but um so then by going and speaking and actually finding out um stuff about other people like you then learn that actually we're all kind of just winging it um, and so that was kind of yeah I mean it was quite therapeutic I suppose in a way uh, yeah making a show like like that um, yeah no, I, I really enjoyed that about the show like it felt very personal I don't know if maybe it was just because like you're Scottish so I can relate to seeing a Scottish person on telly interviewing Scottish people like okay this is like this is talking to me directly because these are like people uh, I could bump into in the street or something like that I have, I have bumped into some of them in the street since. Oh, really? <laughs> Just by chance, yeah. Like it's, it's kind of, I'm like, oh, there's the guy from my show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I like um, was how real the scary adult things felt because you do that thing where, and you probably get this comparison all the time, so I'm sorry to make it like, that people will probably mm-hmm. compare you to Louis Ferrou for the sake that you keep those kind of awkward bits in where you're telling mm-hmm. them what to say at the start and stuff. But I love that because yeah. it just feel like not scripted and it's like really this is a true reflection of who this person is. Is that like yeah. a kind of stylistic choice you made to make it feel more personal? Yeah, I think like those are the more they're often the more human uh, parts of an interview, sort of yeah. like the bit where you're setting up or the the mistakes or like unscripted things. You know, you go in like I go in with a set of sort of questions and like things that mm-hmm. I want to find out, but um also quite keen on just letting the conversation flow and yeah. letting unexpected things come to the table and um yeah. it's not like you can, you can never plan too much with documentary because no. it's real real life and or it should be and so it's you should be letting these um kind of moments that you could never have scripted if you know what i mean like you couldn't yeah. have scripted them so they're, that's they're the but they're more real life things i mean that's how conversations in the real world actually happen you know they don't happen like the netflix 
soundbite yeah. <laughs> documentaries. Yeah. Like that's not how people actually speak. Uh, it's not how conversations flow. Not so yeah, like so I was all I'm always been keen on um portraying the interactions kind of as they happened. I mean obviously you still edit them down, but yeah um, like you know you do like hour long interviews and you're showing five minutes but um <laughs> but yeah choosing moments that also just let reveal more of the character of the people you're speaking to and more of the human quality about them that kind of makes mm. you that brings you into them a little bit more brings you into their world so, yeah for sure yeah and yeah. it makes so it that's cool. always been a style it could open yeah. up to you as well like a, oh, I mean, a, I, try, a I, I like to think I give as much as they do as well. So yeah. you maybe don't see as much of me in every interview, but like sometimes we're cutting out five minutes of me almost yeah. rambling on in between in between asking the questions because it's because it is a proper chat that we'll have. It's mm -hmm. not like an interrogation. Um, yeah. We'll cut out a lot of my ramble, but we also leave <laughs> enough in that um, that it does feel like a conversation. So. Yeah, yeah. It's you have to be like, you have to be prepared to, but I feel like you should be prepared to, to, you know, sort of. If you're interviewing someone, you should be prepared to sort of be interviewed yourself on the same topic, just 100%. from like a, like an ethical thing as well. Yeah. Of like, I you know I wouldn't want to go around and just ask all these people all these things and not yeah. and just hide hide myself away completely. You know, I should be. As open as as they're as I'm asking them to be. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, short films was kind of your thing, and then you've jumped to a six-part series. Like, was that jump scary for you? Like, that must be <laughs> a lot of pressure <laughs> to go yeah. from. Because I, I I read you were you were thinking about making it short. So you weren't quite sure what you were going to do, and then you you obviously you bit the bullet and went for six half an hour episodes. Like, how was yeah. that for you? Um. It was a, a learning curve. Um, I mean, yeah, because we didn't really know when everyone was pitching. I was like, oh, I mean, hopefully this is like a series, but equally, I just didn't know if they would take a chance on, um, you know, maybe just made a few short films kind of thing. Mm. But um, so it was like, obviously, a jump up from, like, I'd, I'll, I'll sit and spend like a year off and on on like a, five minute short film <laughs> yeah. try to get you know perfecting it and getting it right and then it's <laughs> like okay now yeah now you've got to make like three hours of tv and then in a few months so it was definitely like cool that's gonna i'm gonna have to approach this slightly differently so i just kind of like once it started it was just like every day just got on with it and yeah had to work hard couldn't get as distracted as i normally like to get um <laughs> like longer days than normal not yeah. not a lot of especially the driving off. you were doing as well like some of them are driving like, like driving to essex and stuff like that like that's quite a, quite a <laughs> trek for you <laughs> yeah we did like we would um try and best possible like get people that lived close to each other like yeah uh -huh. you know so like when i went to essex i like stopped on the way down at like the borders to film and then stopped to film just underneath Newcastle. And then, so it was like, there was at least breaking the journey up, but it was still yeah, like, okay. That's good at least. there was still, um, still a lot of, uh, a lot of early a lot of and, and a lot of me sitting in hotel rooms, transferring <laughs> footage and stuff. But, yeah. but I mean that, I kind of enjoy all that stuff. Like it's the, um, 
it's kind of relentless but like it was all fun as well you know like it was good fun even if I was on my own a lot of the time it was still like um enjoyable because um, I was getting to meet of, all these people yeah you're meeting really exciting people and like you're experiencing like a lot of I mean I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna throw a, like a shot in the dark here and say it's things you don't usually do like I don't know if mindful swimming is something you often do in Edinburgh but like no. experiences like that are having tea with llamas and stuff like <laughs> I can yeah. always assume this isn't things you do on the regular not very often no um I might, I might I've been thinking about going back and doing the tea with sheep um, it's actually <laughs> so enjoyable you but, seem um, to really enjoy that to be fair <laughs> I can't can't recommend that one enough actually uh but yeah no I mean I don't I don't yeah I think for me it felt like I was just getting to go around and like make friends every like make a new friend yeah. every day almost and mm-hmm. um, i felt like that and, uh, you could, you could yeah see that. and so it was like quite a privilege to be honest with you like, but yeah. obviously with your your new show like you kind of jump from short films to doing full episodes and then you're jumping from full episodes to the silent men which is going to be your kind of first feature length yeah is that a bigger jump from shorts to episodes do you think or is are they like kind of similar experiences for you it's um, ah, it's a tough one because I've been doing that for ages now. So like that was five years, well, 2017, start of 2017 is when most of the footage Started. begins. Yeah, maybe unless you count archive footage from when I was like two. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, started it when I was born. Uh, no, I think it was, um, yeah, so I've been shooting on and off for like five years. Yeah mainly off now because I have actually finished all the filming oh, brilliant. Um, about a year ago uh, before most of Scary Adult Things so chronologically oh, okay. wise it'd be a, if someone watches Scary Adult Things then watches it they'll be like how is he five years younger he's suddenly <laughs> like <laughs> so suddenly like your age I'm like suddenly 25 <laughs> yeah but um, but yeah it's still recognisably me still recognisably the same bedroom and all that but it's yeah it's sort of a harder yeah it's, it's been a tough one structurally to get right yeah. so the moment like i'm kind of editing at the moment um been editing the past few weeks and we'll be was 2017 you started more. is that right Aye. Um, i think that was kind of just before like obviously i could be wrong here i was obviously a bit younger but when like it kind of circles around men's mental health a lot doesn't it so yeah. I think that has become more of a talking point maybe in the last two or three years than it probably was in 2017. Yeah, it's had more, way more press attention over the five since starting than it was getting. Yeah. It. it was kind of on the, it was kind of beginning to creep into the radar, I felt, yeah. when I started it. And then there was a big sort of surge and then it sort of died down and then obviously like different topics of come and gone it still kind of gets mentioned a lot more now than I feel like it ever did but yeah, um, sure. statistically things haven't changed a whole lot no. in terms of it if anything they've got slightly worse in some I was just about to places. say that yeah if anything it's gone another yeah. way yeah and uh, and so it, it's still a very relevant topic it's just the film is a bit it's been a tough one because I think for me to make it it's been really difficult on a kind of personal level of course. and so what I've done and what a lot of men do
do is I've avoided it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, <laughs> me, so me avoiding the film has almost become a, a big part of a the narrative. Yeah. And so, hence why it's taken like five years and all the rest of it. And it does eventually, it gets there. It totally gets there. I think it has a conclusion. But the middle is like, it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a nightmare for me watching back. And I'm like, there's things like, I look like I'm, I just look incompetent, but it's not. It's because I'm like finding it difficult to, yeah, there's, there's obviously there's um, no easy way to go about it like it is yeah potentially probably so, the hardest thing to talk about <laughs> so i'm trying to present it to an audience in a feature film in a way that's entertaining and that that makes sense and that it isn't just annoying for an audience and really shoddy yeah <laughs> if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's so a fine balance um and for so sure. i'm digging into that like most most days at least two three days a week anyway but most days that I don't have something else I need to do I'm kind of sitting sitting and editing um, yeah. and it's it's just one of those ones it's just like just gotta get on with it and how do you feel it, about it, it made. like working on it so long is it like are you still like immensely <laughs> proud of it or are you starting to like is it starting bits to kind of, of play it. on you a wee bit now that it's been so long the bits of it that I'm like Oh, that bit works really well, or I think yeah. it works really well. Uh, <laughs> there's other there's other bits that I'm like that doesn't work well at all, but maybe it's all right. <laughs> yeah, is it sometimes that you've watched it so many times that you're like you, you know when you look at a word for too long like that's not a word anymore. It's kind of like that yeah. with your own film. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit strange and, and sort of weird going back to footage that you filmed so long ago because yeah. it's what weirdly familiar. And you've you've also like I've had to show bits of it over the five years for trying to like funding you know, and stuff. Get funding and stuff. And so mm -hmm. I know certain little bits have worked with an audience. Right, okay. But I have it's, to, it's but I have kind to of like audience testing, but not <laughs> audience testing with like, yeah, commissioning people. <laughs> yeah. But like but it's sort of a it doesn't you kind of it's hard to remember that actually like an audience still hasn't seen it and so it can all still change. Yeah. You, you you find yourself getting attached to little phrases that people say or things, okay, and yeah. then you're like, and then I'll watch it like through, and I'm like, I don't remember, I don't remember that guy saying that. And then I'm like <laughs> scrolling through for like one line of dialogue, <laughs> and I'm like, that's probably not as important as I think it is. It's just because I remember that guy laughing. Yes, yeah. like, that, like that laugh yeah. was important. So yeah, you go, I, I go around in circles with it. To be honest with you, but um, hopefully it'll get there and is that when you're doing right. yourself or are you doing this with like a kind of bigger team as well it's a very small team, very small team. <laughs> <laughs> bigger than just you though <laughs> it's, it's, it's mainly me uh and i have a producer rebecca who um helps me with it so what's the plan for when Teenage. you've got it edited is it just like your festivals and stuff like that or yeah, depending on how good it is, it'll either go to festivals and maybe it'll get a TV commission, but it might not. Do you know what I mean? It might it might be it might be rubbish. I think at the moment <laughs> it's more important to get it done. Yeah, for sure. Then like cause it actually it feels like that thing that I'm dragging around behind me. Yeah. That I can't quite 
Um, you can shift. But I st- uh, yeah, but I do want it to be good. I mean, hopefully festivals and broadcasts and then it could be used for like, maybe it could be used for charities as well. You know, maybe it could be yeah. like community screenings and stuff to kind of like get people talking about the issue as well. Do you know? Nope. Like, yeah. Be quite keen on, on that. Somewhat side more of than it. just a film. Like it can be used to like right. shine light on people's needs and help. Something that can be used as a bit of a tool for, for yeah. people to to think about what they might be able to, you know, tweak in their own life or mm-hmm. look at look at things that they've got going on. I mean it's it's sort of such a big issue that I don't know how much my film even <laughs> helps. But uh, <laughs> but I like think, hopefully I think light on it is yeah. important. Like it is something that a lot of men struggle with and it's not even just mm-hmm. men, but obviously in this kind of case. But yeah. I think it's good that you're shining a light on it and obviously like someone like yourself who's on the BBC and won a BAFTA and stuff like that. I think that is important to have people like you like kind of repping that. Um, yeah, I, don't, well, I don't think that, but <laughs> I think yeah, that is I, uh, to have like, that kind of person in that corner. Hopefully, yeah. I'm quite, um, I suppose I'm quite interested in the... I've always been quite interested in the area, so mm. I don't... I think... I think it's something that I'll be quite excited about being able to kind of stand up and, and actually talk about it as well. But um, it must just be quite hard to like, going between that and the housing that kind of like chronolog- chronologically came before scary adult things because you're working mm. on something that I can only assume is quite emotionally taxing and quite heavy to them, yeah. like doing voiceovers for. Benidorm Bay City Rollers and <laughs> talking to folk uh, about OnlyFans and stuff like it's such a juxtaposition between the two. Slightly, it's slightly different, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's the it's the it's the, it's the sort of emotionally difficult stuff that definitely is like it's harder, but it's hope it's hopefully like all worth it. I mean, I'm used to like jumping about because when you freelance, you know, even outside of the bigger projects, yeah, I can be doing different things each day of the week. I could be doing yeah. a workshop or on the Monday and then I could be filming some guy talk about search engine optimization on the Tuesday, like for mm. a, bit of, a bit of money, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you kind of do what you do, what you have to do to kind of um, yeah, of course. get through. So I'm quite, I'm quite used to jumping about and, it, and also like within filming, like stylistically, like obviously you've got like scary adult things in, in the feature. There's mm. definitely, there's definitely like stylistically, similar things going on but um with some of the shorts like i've occasionally done like a way more experimental yeah. styled film almost to sort of purge some <laughs> just like creative thing that i want to just shove into yeah. a film and then move on to something else and do something maybe funny and then yeah do something that's slightly sadder i love or, that you know, like yeah. that's what being creative is like um yeah. i don't know what kind of music you're into and stuff but there's like this artist I listen to called Devin Townsend and he always says a very similar thing like he can write a pop song no problem and then just when he gets to the last quarter of it his brain just goes ah and then he just writes all this mad mental stuff <laughs> and just yeah. piles like crazy stuff on but I think like, it's something I've seen you say before that like when you're doing short films that like, you'll kind of do not more basic but more familiar types of films and then you'll just do something completely out there but i guess mm-hmm. that's kind of the beauty of being a director like you can do that you can jump from 
whatever you like. It's like, yeah. but it's also kind of uniquely you. Like, your more ex- experimental stuff is still. You could probably find a link to scary adult things in it because it's still yeah. you and it still has like your sensibilities and your sort of flavor through it. Hopefully, yeah. Like, hopefully, my voice. <laughs> uh, not literally my voice, though. I guess sometimes. <laughs> I mean, but, your voice isn't. But my, but my kind of point of view, yeah, my point of view and sort of. Um, I suppose my, maybe my take on the world a wee bit is like is in all the is in all the work regardless of yeah. how, how one end or the other it is but that's maybe I guess that's what's good of like <laughs> scary adult things though like um, all the people you interviewed are so different like you have mm-hmm. like your first episode about like living at home and stuff that you have people who are very the guy with the, the, the liver failure and stuff like it's very heartfelt and yeah. then a few episodes later you have the guy in the brewery who's just like the happiest person i think i've ever seen on film <laughs> like <laughs> doing tricks and his wee little like mini bmx and stuff like yeah, that must great. be like yeah he was brilliant like that must be great like you're telling us kind of wider narrative but you do see a lot of different aspects from it like you did cover a lot of ground and yeah. like i think, I think everyone hoped, in it was so uniquely different we hoped when sort of planning the um who we'd include like who would feature obviously we sort of we looked at every episode and and wanted to make sure that say i mean it varies slightly but say there's like five contributors in each episode mm-hmm. um we want to make sure those five people all had different um we're bringing something different to the table yeah and be different enough for an audience but also that i would kind of have a different i would learn something different from each one of them yeah, okay um, and i suppose by me learning something different with the audience by proxy. Kind of learns with you. Learns with me, yeah. So it was like, that was very like intentional in the planning. Obviously like, again, you can only plan so much. So people would take things in more unexpected directions and you're like, all right, or I'd learn like something we hadn't realized before, you know, something that hadn't been flagged before, like, all right, okay, we do, you know, paragliding, like, or whatever. that yeah. didn't happen, but do you know what I mean? I know, like I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. How, like, how are you happy with the final outcome of it all? Like, obviously now, like the whole the whole thing's out now. Like, the entire show is uh, yeah. is available on BBC iPlayer, so people have watched it. I can only assume mm-hmm. reviews have been coming in and stuff. Like, how do you feel now that the whole thing's out there? Uh, yeah, quite <laughs> uh, relieved, I suppose. Like, oh, okay. relieved that people like it. Uh, I was quite worried that people wouldn't um i think that's a constant worry for me in general with everything that i do but um but i was especially worried with this because you spent so long making it and you've told people about it so you know at least your mates are going to watch it uh and it's going to be embarrassing if they all have to like pretend to like it um and i can normally tell when people are pretending um, oh, I think I can. So it's um, yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah, it's relieving. I suppose yeah, relieved to the people. I mean, I'm proud of it, obviously. Uh, it but like, I've not, I've not I, watched it. I absolutely really loved it. Time. Like I understand that I'm the, I'm the target age for it and stuff. But I honestly loved it. Like it's good to to feel that it's not just you that has those worries. And it obviously, it's quite obvious. Like I've got a lot of friends who live at home. And stuff mm-hmm. like that but it's good to see other people like 
having the exact same thought process that you have like okay maybe i'm not alone in this jason is probably yeah. something that you were going for and also yeah. for yourself as well like you could see you were like happy learning these things and that you're saying like you learn from the different participants in every episode like it's yeah. good not to feel so alone in things like that like i think you had the stat was it was it one in four people live at home that are between 26 and 32 or something like that yeah one in four in the in the in the age group which mm-hmm. is um, which i can't remember it was millennials <laughs> but i can't I'm remember the anyway. <laughs> can't remember the dates but um i should but i can't remember but yeah it was a quarter of people probably more in the in the if anything in the lower age group below yeah. it so more more relevant but but, but yeah it's uh, like how's it been you, living at home yeah like have you made plans to to move or like obviously you're, you're looking into the documentary but like made plans. has covid kind of impacted like like kind of stopped I mean, you moving out i made plans five years ago um <laughs> right okay <laughs> but they uh they kept getting pushed back no but no yeah it did stall things a wee bit but um but no, I've, I'm 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 going to move out this summer. So oh wow, um, so it's definitely going to happen. It's cool. firm. I'm glad for firm, you. <laughs> firm, firm plans to to finally move out. So uh, yeah, we'll have a different backdrop. Um, yeah, I don't feel so post, weird. Like post July, I watched the documentary and then now I'm seeing like the the set from the documentary now, like in the background Hi. of it's me real. talking to you. <laughs> I know what I might do is I might take like a um like a photograph of the frame that you see without me in it. Yeah. And then and then wherever I go, I'll uh, I'll green screen like that. <laughs> just to keep background. up the uh, <laughs> um <laughs> I'll probably do that for a laugh. But yeah. But I do <laughs> but was I, it I do was it during like was it during COVID that you filmed it all? Yeah, episode one was the year before because it was the pilot. So we'd done yeah. that to, um, to kind of get the commission. Mm-hmm. Um, or got commissioned to do the pilot and then did the pilot to get the full commission. Right. Um, and we did tweak a few things in it, but largely what you see is, is all 2019. And then the rest, so episode two till six, is, um, is kind of uh, all filmed like mainly in the autumn last year autumn kind of going into the winter right, um, okay. as restrictions started getting worse and worse but we kind of got most of the filming done with people before the restrictions got really bad you can kind of see, it felt like you know in the films where the the doors are closing and they have to like yeah run and <laughs> run slide it, yeah. slide under them it was like and then like they have to get they, they quickly grab the hat that's like the, yeah. they'll pick up shots and stuff but um <laughs> But yeah, and then some of the bedroom stuff was like after that because yeah. we, we left some of that. Yeah. yeah, we were like, we knew we had to get like the people stuff. Hmm. But we, but annoyingly, like some of the people stuff involved me having to do stuff in my bedroom before, right, okay. you know, like an episode Almost two like where set. I, because I couldn't say film the romantic couple stuff in episode two without having, without put, filming me, like putting the advert out yeah if you know what i mean uh-huh. and then also i had to have done the photo shoot to do so there were certain things that like had to be filmed chronologically yeah. some of nice. it didn't and then some of it was like picked up 
Um, I mean, I think I still filmed a couple of little bedroom bits uh, like the very end of December. I think Christmas holidays, like we had one week of editing left and I filmed like two or three little shots to slot in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of scattered. I did love that. Thank you so much for talking to us, Duncan. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for having me on. now on BBC iPlayer. Is there anything else you want to plug before before I let you go? Like, what what have you got coming up? Uh, <laughs> mainly workshops. Um, I suppose I'm just working on the feature, so I would say just get yeah. If folk want to watch more of my stuff, obviously, Scary Adult Things is on the iPlayer for at least another you know eight, eight nine, ten months or something. It's, it does yeah. a full year from whenever it went up. Um, so March till March, you can watch that, and then. Uh, Obviously, I've got a load of short films on my Vimeo page that people can watch and past work and stuff, which is, I guess, if they like scary, I don't think the they'll, they'll like most of that. Uh, not not a release date. I've got like my own deadlines for like getting it edited. Cool. So I'll hopefully get most of the editing done over the summer this year. But that could mean that the actual release of it isn't until yeah. a good way next there. year. Yeah. But, um, and I don't know where or how. <laughs> Yeah, so if it <laughs> I so it'll, it'll be I mean it, I suppose like I've got a, I've got like a mailing list and I've got like Twitter and Instagram and stuff with people following we'll me on all that sort of in the description so people can find like your updates and stuff like that as well Aye, all that sort of stuff is um is where to, I'll, I'll post I, I've not I've not I don't have I've not I've gone kind of quiet on I felt like I really hammered promotions for when the series was out and I've <laughs> I've kind of gone quiet now because I spent so long on social media tweeting I mean, about the show. So much and, time influencers. Yeah, like, like you, <laughs> you have I to gram up. <laughs> you I should be better at it. I know, but I've kind of fall, I've fallen back now into like, well, I'm slightly too scared to post. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, and now, and now I've got I've got I've got more followers once the series came out. Yeah, but that doesn't help. That's just more pressure. <laughs> exactly. That's more eyes on you. <laughs> That's it's it's sort of this weird thing where you're like. It's nice to get new followers, but it almost makes me less likely to post. <laughs> so it's a double-edged sword. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I will. Uh, if if there's anything remotely interesting going on in my, in my life, uh, You'll force that I don't mind sharing, I'll I, I'll um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I if I'm just climbing a hill or whatever, I'll probably not <laughs> bother. But I, I, but if it's something relevant to folk, then I'll, I'll maybe bang it up there. Or if something funny happens up the hill, you know. You know see. <laughs> if I film it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, just all, all the usual places and whatever comes next will be will be out there. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this has been Cracker Can Talk Show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with new episodes as well. So make sure to subscribe and like and all of that jazz. And we will see you in the future. Cheers. Cheers.